It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Raptors. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 422, 421 and a half of Locked On Raptors for Friday, November 23rd. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com, and uh, you can find me on Twitter as always at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors. Make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, team-focused shows, your team every day. 25 to 30 minute snippets on the biggest news going on over the last night for the team and it's great you get the very local expert angle it's not the national media sort of broad strokes painting that you sometimes get it's uh, it's really focused really uh, niche and if you're a fan of a certain team or you're just interested in a certain team make sure you're finding the corresponding NFL or NBA team on the Lockdown Podcast Network to hear that podcast and if you find a host on the network that you like make sure you're subscribing rating and reviewing to those shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google play all the places you get your podcasts it's uh it's extremely helpful those ratings and reviews we say it all the time but they're very good for algorithms and the rankings and making us feel good too so please th- take the small amount of time it requires to do that it's free content that's all we ask of you and uh there have been many many raptors fans ra- locked on raptors fans who have done that so far we have like 170 ratings so far or, or close to it so let's push it over that and let's get close to 200 here uh big thanks to everyone who's left them and if you haven't le- left one yet just, it's like five seconds of your time and i'd very much appreciate it all right, on today's show, this is a bonus episode of the podcast, so that's why I said 421 and a half off the top. This is not exactly a Raptors episode, but this has been a big week for another GTA area basketball team, and that is a team from my hometown right now, the Hamilton Honey Badgers. So the Hamilton Honey Badgers, just a bit of a sort of refresher, or if I've talked about them on the, on the podcast a little bit, or if I haven't, or whatever, if you have not heard of the Hamilton Honey Badgers, they are a team in the Canadian Elite Basketball League, which is an inaugural league starting up in May of 2019. Six teams, three out west, you got Abbotsford, Edmonton, and Saskatoon with teams, and then out east you have 
Guelph, Niagara, and Hamilton, all the teams. It's a single ownership type league. Uh, there's sort of a, a management structure for the league. There's going to be a pool of players that's brought in for the league to share, and there will be a draft and stuff like that based off of that to, to get the league off the ground. The league is being run by Mike Morreale, who's a former CFL player, of course, for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. He's a big uh, c- celebrity type down here in Hamilton, and there are a lot of really smart people running a lot of the teams and a lot of smart people in the front office of the league as well, including Joe Rasso, who was a longtime head coach in McMaster Basketball and is just like he's he's been a scout for NBA teams. He's uh, very plugged into the Canadian basketball scene, and as well with the Hamilton Honey Badgers, their president is John Lashway, who people who are fans of the early days of the Raptors might know. He was one of the executives that helped get the Raptors started back in 1995. He was an executive with the Portland Trailblazers for a very long time. Came to Toronto to help get the Raptors off the ground, and now he's the president of the Hamilton Honey Badgers. And I'm bringing all this up. I know this is not Raptors talk, so if you're not interested in this, fine, I get it, no big deal. But you should be interested because it's a Canadian basketball league that I think is really going to help enhance Canadian basketball at the roots. It's a league where there's going to be a quotient of players that have to be Canadian on each roster. There's going to be seven Canadian slots on, on, on 10-man rosters, so only three international players allowed on each team, and it's going to focus heavily on youth sports and having youth sports connected through a draft and combine every year to try to get guys to stick around. And the season is also in the off-season of most other pro leagues, so the goal, I think, is to try to get Canadians who are playing overseas in the, in the, in the regular season for uh, whatever European teams to come over here and play 20 games of schedule in the CEBL throughout the summer and have that sort of be a second job, second thing. Think, think what Kia Nurse is doing right now. If you're not familiar, Kia Nurse obviously plays with the uh, New York Liberty in the WNBA, but during the offseason, she's playing in Australia uh, just to sort of you know keep on the floor a little bit more often and to make a little extra money, and that is a, a been a pretty good avenue for a lot of women's players. And for a lot of European guys as well, this could be another avenue to get some more basketball in, and if not, it's going to be a good pipeline for Canadians coming through U-Sports. So that's the basic rundown of the league. And this is the sort of context you need to know that they're in the process of hiring coaches for all six six teams right now. And the Hamilton Honey Badgers this week hired their head coach and GM. And it is Chantal Vallée, who is the head coach of Windsor uh, at the women's basketball program there, the University of Windsor, that is. And she is now the head coach of the Hamilton Honey Badgers. And with that announcement, she became the first woman to be named as the GM and head coach of a pro men's team in the world. And I think... You might have heard of this. Uh, you might have heard this news on Wednesday when it dropped. It was uh, it kind of got spread around pretty extensively in the states. So this might be news that you heard of. Well, yesterday, Thursday, I was at the media availability where uh, Chantal was, and I got to sit down with her for about 15 minutes. Uh, this interview I'm going to play for you is about 10 minutes long. We just kind of chatted back and forth about the announcement and about what she's hoping to bring to the Canadian Elite Basketball League. So I figured, why the hell not just put this up as a podcast? Why the hell not? You know, boost some awareness for the CBL. Uh, if people are looking for basketball in the summer around who want to go to games like Hamilton, Guelph, Niagara. They're all going to have teams and it's going to be pretty competitive basketball and I'm pretty excited to see what it's all going to look like and I thought this seems like it's my best platform to put something out there and people might have heard of the Chantal Valet news earlier this week so uh, I thought hey, yeah this seems like a decent place to post it even though it's not Raptors related. So I'll get to the conversation with myself and Chantal Valet right now. A lot more podcasts coming up. I got two more I think probably over the next 24 hours or so. There'll be one after the Wizards game 
game either tonight or tomorrow morning, and then I'll do another episode of reviewing How Hungry Are You with Katie Heindel at some point here over the weekend because there's a new episode out. Serge Ibaka cooked for Danny Green and, Ho- and Jonas Valanciunas, and uh, very excited to review that. So stay tuned for that episode over the next day or so, too. Uh, but in the meantime, here's so my conversation with the, the new head coach and GM like of the Hamilton Honey Badgers yeah. of the CBL, Chantal Ballet. Hope you guys enjoy it, and we'll talk to you next time. Was your mind as like something that was starting up and say, hey, I want to be part of that? Or was it more of a thing where John reached out to you and said, hey, we're doing this league, want to sort of take this leap with us? And how did the sort of process of the hiring go from the time yeah. that you heard about the league first to the time that you ended up getting the job? Uh, I had... Uh, no idea about the league apart from seeing a picture of Joe Razzo accepting a position uh-huh. and and you know I follow Joe on Twitter I'm a big fan of, of, of what he's done as a basketball coach and so I saw that and I thought oh a league CBL and, and that was it mm-hmm. and so I was not seeking for the opportunity I was not looking for it and it was definitely John that reached out to me mm-hmm. and he said uh, Chantal I'm, I'm putting together a, a pool of names that I would like to consider for the head coaching and general manager of the team. Uh, are you interested? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, tell me more about yeah. what is the league, who's playing, how does it work? And we had a great conversation. And following that, I, I spent time to talk with my supervisor at Windsor and say, what do you guys think? Should I, you know, am I okay to to, to leave my name in that, in that hat? Mm-hmm. And uh, my director of ethics said, yeah, you go ahead and see where this lead. And uh, so I did, and then we kept talking from there, and uh, days went by, and then um, about a, a week later, John said, uh, or maybe about ten days or whatever it was, he goes, "Hey, you're you're pretty much our, our you, no, you are our first candidate. That's <laughs> you are the one that we want." And I, and then at that point, we started uh, negotiating because I didn't even know if I could. So now I had to go back to my boss and say, yeah. "Okay, can can we make this happen? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're interested in hiring me. How does this work? Can yeah. I can I keep?" Uh, can I use this as a summer development program like the players will be doing? Yeah. Can I do this? Or, you know, is it similar to me coaching a national team, which I've done in the past? So, like, and that, that's the, the avenue we took. Was it a deal breaker for you to be able to hang on to your Windsor job as well? Was that, like, No question. Going, yeah? There okay. was never a question I wanted to leave Windsor, not at all. Yeah. I was not going to leave Windsor uh, for this job. So the fact that they could collaborate and make this happen mm-hmm. was what made the deal It's possible. kind of a nice asset for the league, right? That the, the calendar for it, it kind of goes well, counter to a lot of other leagues right exactly the calendar is perfect and it's a short uh, 15 weeks of of competition and i think uh, it allows uh for you know one of their vision the one they mandate is they want to develop front office staff referees players and coaches well that's great because that allows coaches to develop themselves as well Mm -hmm. as uh, everybody else in the summer this is the question I'm sure you've received a million times, and we don't need to linger on it too much because obviously you're overqualified for, for this job, but just sort of the importance of you being the, the first person to be a woman who is both the yeah. GM and coach of a professional men's team, yeah. like, that obviously has to have some sort of importance to you, obviously, right? You know, it, it was interesting because it's never a topic that John and I discussed yeah. the entire process. Which is fantastic. We, it was, and it, this is one of the reasons I kept talking to him. Yeah. I wanted to, you know, he, he was professional. We talked about building a, an, an enterprise with the Honey Badger, building a successful team with the players. We talked about leadership. We talked about, you know, uh, high-performing athletes. We talked about, uh, you know, being involved in the community. We talked about all the kinds of things that I absolutely love and that I did at Windsor. And, and we, we, we met each other right there that, in our philosophies. And until uh, maybe, you know, a few weeks after that, when we were just getting close to signing the deal, he said to me, he says, you know, he says, uh, when this all uh, comes to, 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 to pass, 
you're probably going to be the first woman. Uh, and I said, oh, really? Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, did you check? I said, no, I didn't. He goes, well, I Googled yesterday, and I think that's what I found. And it was a 10-second conversation. Yeah. And uh, and then we went back to, okay, how do we organize the schedule, the, the players, the, the salary cap, the budget? I mean, and, and we really, 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 uh, you know, uh, met into uh, a business partnership between, mm-hmm. between uh, quote-unquote, so to speak, about how we're going to, you know, make this enterprise successful. That's great to hear. And I'm very looking forward to the day where it's not a conversation at all. It's not it's something that we have to be surprised about either, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like that hopefully is it's long overdue, I think. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm totally honored, yeah. right? And I think it's great because the amount of message I have received from from women that says, ah, oh, that's awesome, that's fantastic. Yeah. Every time we can be um, an inspiration. Now, I've seen so many women do great things that have inspired me mm-hmm. and have led to perhaps this possibility. So it's terrific. But absolutely, I think a message I see all the time is that, you know, now I think more and more if if any young male or young female can see that they can be hired based on their credentials mm-hmm. and competencies that's awesome yeah that's fantastic yeah. uh has anyone reached out to you in terms of sort of previous trailblazers in women's basketball becky hammond and nancy lieberman anyone, anyone well nancy lieberman did, did tweet at me and that okay. was that was that was really i was like oh this is outstanding and uh and it was just a nice, sweet Haitian thought. I'm sure going to be, uh, you know, a, a rock star. I think is what she said. <laughs> and I thought, oh, that what what a nice gesture of yeah. her to uh, to say that. For sure. And uh, I I found that absolutely absolutely terrific. I saw there was uh, a couple. I mean, there were a million tweets yesterday mm-hmm. just in response. And I, I saw one. There was this woman with a who had like a four year old daughter in like the Bahamas or something like that. And upon hearing the news. The little girl was like, "Let's go play basketball. Can we go find a court? Can we go play basketball? Like that's that, that's the kind of stuff." I'm I guess. gonna I'm gonna tell you this is uh, uh, actually it was uh, Richard Petko's daughter, okay, which is uh, uh, is actually the owner of, of of the league. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. And and I didn't know this at all, but I'm gonna tell you something because I I just saw the picture first, then I saw who wrote it, and right, then I right. then I realized it's Richard. I know who Richard is but i didn't know that that was his daughter okay but when i saw that without knowing where it came from it's probably one of the most touching tweet i have seen of all of them was mm-hmm. this little girl that's you know say oh she's inspired about uh, from you chantal and she wants to go play ball at mm-hmm. like you know the dark hours at yeah. night on the court i was like wow that's you know it was it was super cute that was like this is awesome yeah this I, is really fantastic it's cool that yeah. you can take a moment like that to appreciate that too on such a whirlwind day i'm sure uh, as well yes yes uh, so now you have a team with no players on it uh, right right right, right. <laughs> the season starts in you know six months or so yeah yeah how are you going to go build building a team what yeah. are you sort of looking for how are you going to kind of count on your experience in youth sports yeah. to help inform what you're going to do with this team obviously there's it has to be kind of daunting right to come into a team where there's no players, but also kind of a cool opportunity because you can kind of craft the team in your own image, right? Yeah, and I think the first important thing for me will gonna, is going to be to build the staff. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. The players are playing in Europe right now. They're, uh, you know, they are in their season, and um, we're going to base a pool. And I think that's a big part of what Joe Rise was going to be doing is is building a pool and recruiting the player to the league. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to look into the pool and we're going to go draft within the pool. So yeah. obviously we're talking about. 
you know, 60 players total, uh, 10 per teams, six teams. Uh, so, you know, there's going to be a lot more players and there's already a lot more interest in that. So it's going to be watching game film, talking to some coaches, seeing uh, about the player's character. John and I are big on making sure we recruit good guys. Mm-hmm. We want good players. We want this to be professional. We want this to be serious. We don't want to be having any uh, kind of fires to put out or anything like that. Yeah. So we want to have good guys and good athletes and uh, exceptional performers. So, um, you know, once we have the pool and we see where we can go draft from, I think uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to start to be uh, a lot more work. Mm-hmm. That being said, uh, you know, I've already received a couple of videos. It was funny through, <laughs> through Facebook and through Twitter and, hey, coach, how do I play for you? And here's, check my highlight video. And I thought, oh, that, that's, that's a lot of fun. I that's think awesome. that some of the guys out there are, are wanting to be part of this. And, uh, and so I'll be doing some of the, 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 the research and some of the uh, scouting, so to speak, to see are there guys out there that I would love to, for them to come to the league and play in Hamilton mm-hmm. as well. And then as far as U Sports goes, I mean... The U Sports Draft and Combine, that's, I think, one of the, the things that I'm interested most and sort of fascinated by most with how the league's going to work. Yep. And I think that's such a great idea. Yep. It's going to help you a pipeline for, for kids who might not be able to go somewhere else to play after yep. they're done. Yep. Um, how does that process start for you? Are you going to be scouting you know, extensively over the next few months here? Well, yeah, and it's funny because while on sabbatical, I, I catch, uh, you know, once in a while, uh, I, I, I will catch some of the Lancers game. I, mm-hmm. I haven't watched all of them, but... Uh, and then you know, the guys play after. So I just stay online and I go watch a lot more men's basketball than I did before. <laughs> and and it, it's a lot of fun, actually. Yeah. And I'm, I'm learning to get the, the, to know the players and their names and then and, and learning along the way. I've, I've, I've had a great time watching at Carlton. I really enjoy watching that team, actually. And, a, and, and I love what the system that, uh, that they run on offense. So uh, that's been a lot, more, uh, a lot more basketball viewing on TV than I've done before, that's for sure. I'm a Carlton guy myself, so ah, that, okay. that, there <laughs> you're go. speaking okay. to me there. There we go. Uh, how does an ideal Chantal Ballet team play? Yeah. You know, what is it, you know, obviously you're going to be at sort of the mercy of the draft and what yeah, players are, right. are in the pool, but in an ideal world, what style of yeah. play would you like to see on the court for your team? So, uh, of nature, I'm, I like teams that are very gritty mm-hmm. and, 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 and tough. Mm-hmm. I'm going to challenge the guys to be the toughest team. I want them to be physically, uh, you know, uh, bumping guys in the lane. I, I like a team that plays with a lot of grit. And mm-hmm. I think at the same time, it really represents Hamilton. It represents who we are as a city here. Um, I love a team that runs the floor fast. We want to make it exciting, entertaining, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, and I'm going to be right up the alley with that. Uh, we're going to, you know, basketball is moving to a lot more positional, less, so to speak, kind of uh, set offenses, you know, our small ball or three-point ball, less with big men, more with guards that can do a little bit of everything and posting up. So I think we're going to look to recruit players like this and, mm-hmm. and draft players like that but also offer that style of play so that a player can develop into a system and a style that can help him get a better contract in Europe and maybe even a G League and who knows, mm-hmm. maybe get to the NBA. Fantastic. Uh, how, how much about Hamilton do you know? Do you need restaurant recommendations? Ah, <laughs> yeah. How are you yes, doing? Yes, you, yes. Like, what do you think um, about Hamilton as a city, first of all, just as a place to have this team? Well, I think it's great. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, I mean, obviously the Tiger Cats have done super well here mm-hmm. and I think the Bulldogs are doing uh, really well and so and this is a summer basketball uh, you know 
the, the GT in general, uh, uh, right now the country loves basketball, mm-hmm. loves the Raptors, so it is a chance to see some of the best Canadian talent in Hamilton. I, I think it's probably one of the best cities to, to have it. It's easily accessible and uh, it's central and, and uh, it, it's the hotbed of basketball. Mm-hmm. Anyway, for women's basketball, it has been for years. I yeah. recruit a lot here <laughs> uh, and I have players that have come from Hamilton that, that, that played for the Lancer, but also I think... Uh, for the guys, it's going to be just. It, I know that the city is going to respond and come and, and support the team because mm-hmm. it is a basketball town. Yeah, and it's going to be nice too to have both the, the Honey Badgers and Hamilton Forge, the soccer team, kick yes. off at the same time as at well. At the right? same time, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, hopefully two championships for each of them. Exciting times for yeah. those of us in sports radio That's, in Hamilton yeah, for sure. No kidding, yeah. Congratulations, coach. It's fantastic. Hopefully, we can, uh, we can reconnect soon. Thank you so much. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.